to the podcast series, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Stacey Jafter, and today I'll be chatting with Busi Mavunga, founder and inclusion strategist at Inclusion Fusion and the entrepreneur behind Love Tea Time. Inclusion Fusion drives digital, financial, gender, cultural, and racial inclusion through various initiatives, such as workshops, product sampling, and publications. Hi, Busi, how's it going? Hi, Stacey. <laughs> I'm good, thanks yourself. Looking forward to recording the podcast together, chilling outside, and yes, let's do this. How's the last couple of weeks and months been? Been really awesome. I think it's been very interesting running a tea business on e-commerce platforms, still being able to deliver teas um, to all the tea lovers out there, um, given that one is selling on e-commerce platforms um, mm. like Take A Lot. I mean, I think it's really awesome being an essential good or an essential service during this kind of time. But at the same time, balancing um, work and bonding with the family, playing things like board games, 30 seconds, and just really having fun. I'm a board game fanatic. I love this game called Catan. It's really nerdy, so you probably haven't heard about it, but you have to check it out. No, definitely give it a try and add it to the to-do list of the lockdown. (laughs) Yes, for any listeners out there, if you guys have any recommendations of board games, please let me know because I will find a way to get it. Anyway, please just tell me about your journey to building your career and businesses. As you can hear, I said businesses plural. So we have a lot to chat about. True. Um, so it's been a really awesome journey. I mean, when we start at the beginning, the beginning is definitely when one is born. I think 1988 for me is where it all began. Um, all the 88 babies, shout out to the millennials. We're really cool. Hey. <laughs> And I mean, like 20 years later, one um, got an opportunity to finish their um, become in accounting. And then I also secured a spot on the FNB um, graduate program where one got a chance to begin their corporate career. I worked um, looking into business applications for medium to large corporations as well as focusing on niche propositions for private schools and looking at business plans for women in business. I then got an opportunity to go to um, eWallet, where one's love for mobile payments, mobile money kind of started. I mean, Mm -hmm. I worked on really awesome initiatives like your Zimbabwe Money Transfer, which is a cross-border solution. And we always laugh as a family because now I'm married into a Zim family, so I'm a real morora. <laughs> it's like working hey. on those initiatives, um, you know, just came into life and um, remittances play such a huge role in my family. So working on those things and now incorporating them into your career is a really phenomenal experience. Mm-hmm. I got an opportunity to then go to APSA and I worked on solutions like your Barclays Ping It. And moved on to multi-choice where I got an opportunity to look at payments from the eyes of a merchant. So looking at it from a pay TV perspective and really getting a nice view of the payments landscape on the continent. It's so diverse and versatile, you know, um, QR, mobile payments, card, you name it. And um, through this career, I also moved to MasterCard, where I got exposed to card payments, looking at the prepaid card proposition. 
And that's my corporate career. And in between that, I started businesses, <laughs> like you say, <laughs> the plural, and um, have Love Tea Time, which I started around 2017, where I import Karicha Gold teas from Kenya. And then I formed Inclusion Fusion, which is a consultancy where I consult to fintechs, um, so small businesses, um, entrepreneurs like myself, as well as big or small corporations looking into financial technologies, um, such as, you know, like your momentum, transactional banking, uh, fintech in the insurance space, or even, you know, um, players like your Showmax, for example, who are in mm -hmm. the streaming and also need a payments proposition. So that's kind of a nice blend between your corporate and your entrepreneurial journey. You mentioned selling your products on Take A Lot. Being a consumer of B2B fintech products, what process did you go through when picking platforms and technologies? So obviously when Love Tea Time started, I was selling this Karicha Gold Tea at various pop-up markets. I've done over like 200 pop-up markets. Mm -hmm. And at these pop-up markets, I'd be accepting different types of digital forms of payment. So I have a Yoko where I accept card machines. I have mm -hmm. Cash where I accept QR code payments. And obviously, I'm a one-woman band and I needed to be able to scale this business. And the best way to scale is definitely to have some sort of e-commerce and um, digital strategy. So me mm -hmm. being on a platform like a take a lot allowed for me to scale as a small business, reach people that are in Cape Town, in, you know, the outskirts of Gauteng, Bomalanga, you name it, and just get tea delivered into these people's homes. Um, so Picking these kind of um, payment technologies or digital technologies is all about, first of all, scalability. How mm -hmm. far can this um, platform or product take me? It's also looking into things like the price points. I mean, small businesses, be very price sensitive. You don't want to break the bank. Um, Definitely. Buying a mobile point of sale device or paying every single month and you're not making any sales. So if I look at something like a Yoko, um, you just pay once or for the device and then they take a percentage transaction fee um, every time there's a card swipe that happens versus paying a monthly fee or having to commit to large volumes or quantities, you know. If I look at something like a Nukesh, it's also very simple. You just walk into pick and pay, you get a QR mm -hmm. code, and you're now able to accept um, digital payments. And the nice thing with them is they're now interoperable. So I can use Masterpass, I can use Zappa, I can use Snapscan, mm -hmm. I can use Ukesh itself to scan the QR code. So being able to offer my customers a nice wide range of payments um, is also one of those deciding factors in selecting these B2B fintech um, um, products in, in, and incorporating them into the business. Awesome. Well, thank you. I think that's really helpful for businesses when it comes to marketing strategies, seeing what business owners look for in these products. That is really, really important. That's so true. And I mean, like, just sorry to add on to this is things like um, not only the product, but also going beyond the product itself. So again, if I allude to like a Yoko, what they've done is been able to build a sense of community. So they, you know, host things like Yoko meets where we get to network with other entrepreneurs. So I think 
idea of song goes beyond the product, but also a networking opportunity with other um, entrepreneurs. And it's also about the data, the analytics, um, the portals that it, it gives us that one is able to see how is this business performing. So it's more just, it's more than just a device, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That must be really cool. What kind of information do you specifically look at when it comes to analytics? So I look at the type of products um, that people love buying. So when I initially started the tea business, I was punting gift boxes. They weren't doing quite well. And then when I got into e-commerce, they just skyrocketed. So I look at which Mm. are these fast-moving lines, which are the things that people like. Do they like the black tea? Do they like green teas, fruit teas? Um, So that's the kind of things I look for. I also look out for where are these customers based? Um, Is it Joburg? Is it Cape Town? who are these customers and how much tea do they love consuming and buying (laughs) because all this data and analytics really also helps me in terms of when I order the stock from the supplier what are those fast moving lines and then it helps me make data driven decisions for the business rather than investing in stock that is slow to move I'll invest in your more fast lines and also beyond the data and analytics is also um, when people are shopping so the nice thing about being on e-commerce is that shop is open 24 7 and I just always get fascinated when I see people buying tea at midnight it's the most (laughs) amazing thing ever So you left corporate. That must have been an interesting decision. What did you learn from leaving corporate that you have now brought into your businesses? So, I mean, given that I've been in the payment space for just over 10 years, it's definitely being an advocate of um, payment platforms in, let's say, things like your pop-up market environment. So the importance of having all types of payments and accepting from card to QR to e-wallets to cash and giving that customer a chance to not say, oh, but I don't have any cash. So you <laughs> say, I can swipe. Um, so you never miss a sale as, as, a, as an entrepreneur out on the field. I think other learnings has been, how do I enter new markets? What is my expansion strategy? What do I look for as an entrepreneur or as a business in order to grow? Um, things like business cases, formulating What does that top line look like? What does the bottom line look like? Are my margins um, right? Which margins um, do I get in an e-commerce world versus I get in a brick and mortar retail? So also just the emphasis on the importance of numbers and understanding that number. What is behind that number I see, I compute or, or I analyze? And I think last but not least is an innovation. So every business has a story to tell. And um, in a small business or even in big business, there isn't room for, but this is how we've always done it. So you really have to learn to be innovative, creative, because there's a lot of competition out there. So I think innovation and being able to craft your own story. So for me, it's about innovating a new narrative, that inclusion fusion of tea and tech and telling a story from the eyes of a small business owner, the story from the eyes of a woman in fintech and payments and trying to bring that all together. So that's kind of how I brought in my corporate learnings into this um, business and entrepreneurial space. 
You started the tea business as a side hustle. What did that moment look like when you were like, I am going all in? What was that driving factor? <laughs> I call it the itch. <laughs> so anybody <laughs> who started a business has that itch. You know, um, I've always been entrepreneurial by nature. I mean, when I was little, I used to sell cokes um, in the backyard to my neighbors. Um, in school, I was in the metric dance committee and there was a lot of fundraising. So I've always been about like selling. And that itch was, if I really try and test, you know, these inherent um, skills that I have, what is that journey going to look like? And if I invest all the time and energy that I put in corporate and building other people's businesses, if I invested that in myself, how would that look like? So I was out there to just jump and try. So I did it. I jumped and I tried. <laughs> and it was very exciting um, the first few months. And then the next few months were something else. <laughs> what happened? So I think, first of all, one doesn't really know until they're on the other side. I didn't know Definitely. if I was coming or going. It was very stressful. Um, retailers not paying on time. Um, so now you're following up on all these invoices. I'm no longer getting that tweet, tweet SMS on payday. And I just sat and I was considering to go back to corporate in month six mm -hmm. on this journey. And I mean, I applied, I think I did like 75 applications, three interviews and no job offers. And I started considering myself as that unemployed um, youth in South Africa. And luckily, one of my friends um, kind of reached out and introduced me to a mentor slash coach. And we kind of walked the journey together where... I got an opportunity to rebuild myself. I got an opportunity to rebrand myself because mm -hmm. through that journey of deciding to leave corporate, I wasn't um, my best self. Um, I just was at my lowest. Um, I wasn't passionate anymore. I couldn't identify with the person in the mirror. And I wanted that opportunity to rebuild, recraft and re tell my story again and kind of change this narrative and write my own narrative. So that's how it kind of looked like. <laughs> it sounds like it was a massive mind shift. What changed once you got your passion back? So a lot, eh? I think one built <laughs> re resilient. Like I now understand what it means to be resilient. I think one learns a lot on this um, entrepreneurial journey. And one of the things I really learned was building resilience. Um, you learn to be strong. Um, it's a very mm -hmm. lonely road to travel and a very heavy load to bear. That's actually from an Alicia Keys song. So I had to, I can't sing, <laughs> so I just had to drop that line. Um, so it's a very challenging um journey and also the sense that your you learn to respect time you learn to respect money um because a lot of other entrepreneurs will also want to just meet for coffee and then you'll end up going to thousands of coffees and having mm -hmm. had not achieved anything at the end of the day um you also just learn to respect money you learn to be 
very creative when you have the business as a side hustle and you short on some sort of cash you just pull from your salary and you know the just to keep the business running but when you're full-time mm-hmm. in business there is no salary to pull from so you need to be very mm-hmm. creative about what you do with your money so things that I did was get smaller storage space or um, you know expanded onto things like um, e-commerce platforms also not trading at pop-up markets that aren't very profitable so you also get to learn um, business acumen. So, you know, when you see job specs and they're like, we want someone with a strong business acumen. I really believe if you hire someone who started and tried a business, they have a strong business acumen. <laughs> I now understand what that term means. Um, and entrepreneurship is, those are the kind of pearls um, and stars and scars that one acquires um, when they journey on this path. What advice would you have for someone who is itching to leave and start their own business, having that little itch? I think (laughs) it's more like a feed my craving type of moment. So if you can't sell, don't do it because you're always selling. You're either selling a product, you're selling a service, or you're selling yourself as a brand, as a person, and what services you're going to be giving to your your customer. Um, The next is also... Investment. So a lot of entrepreneurs are always quick to say, oh, I can't start my business because I'm looking for funding. It's important for you to fund yourself first. You are your first investor. If you can't invest in yourself first, how do you expect anyone else to invest um, in you? So it's important to have that cash flow because not all days are going to be sunny. There's going to be those rainy days. There's going to be those days where your suppliers don't pay you on time and you need to find a way in order to um, get cash and to keep the lights on so yeah those are the um, are the things you have to look out for when you are choosing to go on this path it's not an easy road um like i was alluding to earlier it gets very lonely um so it's also about being out there and communicating reaching out to a community a network um and also leveraging off people who've walked the journey before because they could have some nuggets that you um, can use that could also make you better. Definitely. We haven't spoken much about your consulting business, but what is the most requested advice right now? What are a lot of people reaching out to you to know more about or get advice on? So I have a lot of people sliding into my DMs on Instagram or LinkedIn, and most of them is one, they've either seen the Take A Lot Marketplace um, video where I was um, telling the Life Tea Time story, and then they'd ask me, how do I get on to Take A Lot? Why did I choose Take A Lot? Um, what has What is e-commerce? How does it work? What are the price points? What commissions do they take? So those are some of the inquiries I get. I also get a lot on how do I digitize my business? Like Where do I start? Do I get a mobile point of sale? Do I get a QR? Do I develop an e-commerce platform? Do I build my own website or do I go to a third party? Um, So those are kind of the questions that I get in the consulting side from the SMEs. And then I get um, your fintech companies who are some of the clients who would reach out about how do I um, 
develop my business? What are the customers, the merchants, the users looking for when they want to choose a payment um, platform? So I kind of advise them on a product development, a business development, and a strategy um, perspective as well. Do you have any quick tips that you can give to listeners that may have the same question? I think you must reach out. You must reach out, be open to talking to anybody and everybody. I think platforms such as LinkedIn just allow us to be able to have the yellow pages on our fingertips. Now you can talk to anybody, um, irrespective of where they are located. Um, Secondly, I think it's also the just start, you know, start that business. If you have a full-time job or even a part-time job, have a side hustle and start a side hustle um, because it really open, opens up your world to endless possibilities. And you also just get a fantastic point of view. Um, and last but not least is self-disrupt before you are disrupted, disrupted by restructures, retrenchments, and even pandemics, which no one saw coming. But it's also very important mm-hmm. to just self-disrupt. And also you have the opportunity to craft your own narrative, um, to write your own story so that if someone says, what is Busi all about? I want them to know that she's about tea and technology and infusing the two things together. So what is your story? What story do you want people to know about you? You own two businesses and have a position at Showmax. How do you juggle it all? How do you stay on top of everything? Ah, it's definitely time management. Um, so I think the nice thing about Love Tea Time and selling the Crucial Gold teas on platforms like takealot.com, one is able to, um, the business is able to continue running in the background and it doesn't really need as much human intervention as trading at a pop-up market. I fulfill the deliveries um, in the morning, Um, just before work and their customers are just clicking away between midnight and any other time during the course of the day. So then one is still able to continue with um, building out um, strategies and business development and partnership um, engagements for um, Showmax and, you know, getting them to expand and branch out into other Um, markets in terms of payments acceptance for their streaming services. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Busi. I appreciate your time. Where can those find you on social media? Where's the best place to reach you? Um, So I'm a very open book. I'm on across every single platform. People can find me on LinkedIn, Busi Mavunga. And I'm on Twitter at inclusion with the double I in the middle underscore ZA, as well as Instagram at loveteatime.co.za and at inclusion.co.za on Instagram. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Stacey. I will look forward to listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Talent in the Cloud. And if you're interested in exec talent or you yourself are looking for a new exciting change in your career, check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.